we see a lot of content, whether it be official or comments on stuff like on social media that talk about how the game can't be won. And it's irresponsible for us to say things like you can be successful and these are the ways that you can do it. And I've been trying to figure out what is the motivation? Like what, what is it that's causing people to refuse to see that it's possible to succeed, that there's ways to accomplish that. And I think that the major cause of that is that people were explained that the game is different than it actually is, that the world is different than what it is in reality. And I think that comes a lot from how we explain to people what paths through life should be. So when we tell people, when you graduate high school, you should go to college, you get your four-year degree, you leave there, you get an internship, you go get a job, you pay off your student loans, you put money into your 401k, you buy a house to live in with your family, and that's the success path for life. And when that doesn't become true for a lot of people, it feels as if the game isn't possible to succeed, it's not possible to win, and so why even play in the first place? And then you see comments from people saying like, you know, we can't buy a home. You know, this generation is basically screwed. There's nothing that we can do to succeed. And, you know, what's what's even the point? What are we trying to do here? And I think the problem is that they were given the wrong playbook. The game is actually different than what they were explained. Success isn't that path. Success is a different path and it is possible for everyone to succeed, but you have to first open your mind to a different worldview. So what does all that mean? It means that today we're talking about student loan debt forgiveness. If that wasn't clear, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Let's get into it. All right, everyone, welcome back. My name's AJ, this is The Wealthy Idiot Show. Before we get any further, please like and subscribe. Mash the like button for the YouTube algorithm. It helps us out tremendously. It shares this information with as many people as possible. And as a thanks for everything that you guys do, here's a picture of some puppies that we're fostering right now. So in case you missed it, the Biden administration announced some student loan debt forgiveness that occurred over the last week or so. And so of course we gotta talk about it and get into the major points. So there's a few major points to this plan. The first being obviously the debt forgiveness part. For people who make under $125,000 a year, they will receive $10,000 in debt forgiveness. And if you got a Pell Grant while in school, you'll receive $20,000 in debt forgiveness. For married households with, it doesn't matter how many student loans, could be one or two student loans, you have to make under $250,000 a year and you get the same 10 or 20,000 depending on Pell Grant student loan debt forgiveness. It just means that when you go apply, your student loan debt is just decreased by that amount of money, which is pretty cool. And if you recall, I talked about a while back that I didn't think that this was going to happen, that this issue was too political and there were too many sides of this. And so I thought for sure this was never going to happen. It was going to be a campaign promise that just kind of made people vote a certain way. Well, I was proven wrong. I always say I would admit my mistakes. And in this one, I got it wrong. This plan will also extend the time frame for which you have to pay or start paying your student loans again. The payment deferral will go until December 31st of 2022. That means no interest rates, so no loan increase. And also you don't have to pay until 2022 as long as I believe you apply and make sure you get approved for that. If I was in this position and you gotta know yourself, if I was in this position, I would, give as, I would get as much as I could forgiven and then I would 
take what, and I, I would not be paying my student loans right now, and I would take the difference, I would take whatever it was that would be going into my student loans, and I would be investing that like crazy. Right now, the markets are all on sale. Now's the time to invest, and you're not going to get gains from paying off your student loans like you would from investing, especially with the 0% interest rate. I know that's going to annoy Dave Ramsey, but I think that's the proper plan. If you're taking out the money from student loans and you're not paying that back and you're just kind of deferring that till later and then you're using that money on your lifestyle, you're doing it wrong. So let's let's shift and let's get that money into investments. The next thing that they're doing is they're cutting the minimum basic payments to 5% of the borrower's income instead of 10% like it is now. The problem with this is that you're still going to gain interest at the same rate. So if you've heard people complain, I'm paying my student loans, I'm paying the minimum, but the balance keeps increasing, this is only gonna make it a little bit worse. So you have to really think and consider what it is that you wanna pay. 5% is the minimum, but if you're trying to get out of debt or you're trying to invest intently, those are decisions that you're gonna to have to make to make sure you're following the right path for yourself. So don't just pay the minimum and ignore it and assume that's all gonna go away. Make good financial intentional decisions about what your money is doing to get you ahead. And the last plank to this plan is a kind of vague statement about fixing the cost of schools and about how the Biden administration promises to look into that. I don't exactly sure what that means. It could just be a promise that they're going to like research. So a lot of times the government will make a promise about, you know, X thing is too expensive, like this drug, and we're going to research about it and figure out what we're going to do. And what that means is they're going to throw a bunch of money at a bunch of people to go and find out why this thing is getting more expensive and then they'll come back to the government, explain it to them so that they can make decisions around why that's the case. I don't think that any of us are terribly confused as to why school is more expensive. We're making it really cheap and easy for people to go to school and we're giving them as much money as we possibly can in a stage of their life where they really don't understand what they're signing. And then when they go to school, the schools are obviously going to increase their rates to match demand. So if you have space for like 4,000 students at your school and you have a ton of people trying to get into the school, you could keep raising the prices until you get to the same, the, the demand is just around the same as the actual people, or as the, as the actual supply, as the amount of space that you have. And because of that cheap and easy free money that's being handed out, that's what's causing this price inflation. And then schools are just kind of throwing it around. Like when I went to school, we were building new cafeterias, new gym facilities for our sports stuff. And in the meantime, we didn't have enough expo markers for the teachers to be able to, to do their lessons. So that I can tell you right now, I don't have to charge any money to do any research to tell you that's what's going on. So those are the major points for the Biden administration student loan forgiveness. Like I said, I would take it. I would defer my parent uh, payments and I would invest intensely the amount of money that would have been going towards my payments. I think that's the best strategy to go. If one of those things isn't possible for you, if you're not capable of taking that money and investing, you know yourself, maybe you should pay those loans down as fast as possible, but that's on you. I'm just telling you what I would do. What was I talking about when I entered the show, talking about the worldview being wrong and people being taught the wrong path? So a while back, I explained that it's actually possible to make the same amount of money, if not more money, without going into college, without going to college, without collecting student loans for an engineering path like coding. Instead of getting a bunch of student loans and going to college and getting into debt and following that path, you can make the same or more money by going to a coding boot camp for just one year the a job demand is increasing for these candidates. They're getting into the industry at a lower salary, but by the time they hit that 
three-year marker on their career, their salary is the same, or if not more, than college graduates at the same age. Which means that there's now more plans to get into industry, to make money, than the path of going to college and then or getting into debt, going to college, and finding that career, that job that you hope for. So where did this worldview come from that the college path is the only path to go? Well, not too long ago, that path was actually true. Our grandparents, probably, some of our parents, that was the path to success. And because of that, they drove us in our generation, I would say millennials and under, to follow this exact same path. That path is no longer reality when it comes to being successful. So it's really easy to, to get that worldview. Everyone tells you that it's true and this is how everything works. You attempt to do it, you go to school, you get in debt, and then nothing works. And then you're on Facebook telling people it's irresponsible to let them know that they could succeed if they really wanted to. So I think that there's a few things that we got to do to ensure that we're on the right path. And I don't think that these things ever really change. They're just standard principles for how to digest the information around us to ensure that we're doing things correctly, even if worldviews or reality is shifting. One of those things is what we talk about here all the time. If you're going to take a loan, make sure that that loan has a return on investment. Now, this is difficult for 18-year-olds, which means that this has to be something that the parents are teaching their kids when making these decisions and not encouraging them to go into debt. So if we're talking about a college degree, instead of just taking out a bunch of debt, going to school, and then wondering why on the other side you weren't successful, you need to make sure that you're college debt has a return on investment. So looking at how those careers are doing and making sure that those careers are producing a lot of income, that there's a lot of demand for students who are graduating in those degrees, things like lawyers, doctors, engineers, anything in STEM seems to be producing a lot of people who are making a lot of money and therefore going into debt might not be terrible if those are the fields that you're going into. Those fields are drastically dragging up the numbers. So when school advertised, like our graduates are making on average 20K more a year than um, non-college graduates, what, what's happening is these engineering fields, these highly specialized fields like doctors, lawyers, engineers are dragging up those averages significantly while the other fields are dragging those averages down. So making sure that you're actually getting a return on investment for your debt is extremely important in any situation, not just school. The second thing we have to consider around any kind of debt is that we have to be intentional. Just paying the minimum payments could get us into trouble. We have to be intentional about what it is that we're doing with our money. If you're paying minimum payments and investing the difference, that might be the plan and the way to go. But if you're not, if you're inflating your lifestyle, paying minimum payments, and then watching your student loans just increase over time to feeling like there's no way you could possibly get out, then you're putting yourself into a situation where there is no way of becoming successful. There's no way that you could possibly ever pay those off. And it does feel very, very crushing. So being intentional, not just listening to what other people tell you, pay the minimum payments, buy a nice car, buy a nice house, but actually looking at the numbers and making sure that you have a goal that you're trying to get to and you know how to get there is very important to ensuring that you're going to be successful at some point in your life. This next point is universally true for everybody at all times. Cash is losing value consistently. Your, deg your degree may not be as valuable as, it think as you think it might be. So we have to make sure that we're investing at all times. The younger you invest, the more impactful it is over the course of your life. Make sure you're investing. It could be houses. It could be stock market. It could be index funds. It could be REITs, uh, gold. Do 
do something with that because you have to make sure that your money is increasing in value. This is a universal truth. It's, I think, personally, it's much more important to teach your kids about house hacking, how they can find ways to survive in the world while making money passively than it is to force them to go into debt and then shove them off to a university that's, that's going to teach them maybe skills that aren't applicable to making them successful when they get through life. And the last universal principle when it comes to being successful with finances is teaching your kids about proper debt management. Not everyone understands and knows that when you get out in life, it's not okay to run up credit cards to the maximum. Not all of them understand and know that they can't just take out student loans into perpetuity and hope for the best. They believe what it is that the people and adults around them are telling them that they need to be successful. And the things that we need to be teaching them is staying out of debt, making sure that there is a return on investment for any debt that we do take out, and invest intensely. That last one is extremely important. If you pay off the debt, instead of taking that month, that free money and inflating your lifestyle, we should be investing that. And we should be teaching kids that especially are just starting out that they should be investing that. That's going to make them, that's going to be the difference between them being in their late 30s, working at a fast food joint, complaining that the system is broken, and being in their late 30s, understanding that the system is just different than what other people are taught, and that they can be successful because they've taken the right steps to get that direction. So not too long from now, I have an interview coming out with a young man who I would place money on is probably wealthier than you who didn't graduate college who is making extremely smart decisions and he's failed and then figured out and learned his lessons from failing and has become successful in what he does he's figured out that the game from really early on he figured out the game was different than what he was being taught and he ran out and learned it and then became successful everyone can do that and it's never too late to start learning that so i want to encourage all you guys that we have the information here that success is something that's possible and you can be successful and let's teach our kids how to be successful instead of giving them a formula that might put them into a situation they can't get out of. So thanks for stopping by. I super appreciate it. Make sure you like and subscribe before you take off. I love all you guys. and I'll see you guys next time.